0: Revolution Episode 6, The First Cellular Genome, Part 2 Welcome back to Genomics Revolution. I'm your host, Brad Goodner. Last time we were together, we walked through the strategy used by Craig Venter and his team at Tiger, the Institute for Genomics Research, to sequence the first genome of a cellular organism, Haemophilus influenza strain R.D., Today, we will finish up our analysis of the July 1995 science article by focusing on the biological implications of knowing the complete sequence of an organismal genome. The H. influenza strain, RD, genome is a single circular chromosome of 1,830,137 base pairs. Previous to this work, the sequence of 122 protein-coding genes and their surrounding non-coding regions have been deposited in GenBank, the world's foremost database of of genes and other genetic data. The authors of the genome paper, Robert Fleischman and 39 co-workers, used a published computer algorithm and the previously known coding and non-coding sequences from H. influenza to construct a model of how the coding sequences differed from the non-coding sequences. This may sound odd to us, but it turns out that the parts of any given genome that code for proteins, regardless of the specific proteins involved, share key characteristics, such as certain dinucleotide, trinucleotide, tetranucleotide, etc., that are more or less abundant than predicted from the single nucleotide base composition of the genome. These characteristics are unique to each species. Once the computer algorithm had been, quote unquote, trained to distinguish coding from non coding regions, Flashman and co workers put the entire genome sequence through the algorithm to, pr- to predict putative protein coding genes. For the H. influenza strain RD genome, The algorithm predicted 1,743 protein-coding genes, or about one protein-coding gene per every 1,000 base pairs. This rough estimate of coding capacity has held up remarkably well since then across the entire bacteria and archaea domains, but it is much smaller than that seen in the eukarya domain. Of the 1,743 predicted protein coding genes, 1,354 of them had 30% or greater protein sequence identity to genes previously sequenced in other organisms. Evolution truly keeps what is working. However, that does not mean that we know what all of these proteins actually do. 1,007 of the 1,354 genes seen before, were similar to known genes that encode proteins for which there was some functional data. That leaves 347 of them, which were similar to genes known already, but for which we had no functional information. These genes we call hypothetical or conserved hypothetical. That leaves 389 protein coding genes with no similarity to previously sequenced genes. Some of these genes turned out to be similar with the genes of other organisms whose genomes had just not been sequenced yet. However, some of them appear to be truly unique to the genus Haemophilus. This point has turned out to be true for all sequenced genomes. Some genes have evolved much later and unique to different branches on the tree of life. Evolution is also eternally creative. Fleischmann and co-authors found many other interesting biological features from their analysis of the H. influenza strain RD genome. Remember that the RD strain is a non-pathogenic relative of known pathogenic strains. The RD genome shows evidence of its pathogenic heritage, as some virulence genes and regulatory sequences remain. However, it also shows several losses of key virulence genes. Every genome sequenced since this 1995 breakthrough answers some long-standing questions, illuminates some previously unknown biological capacities, and brings up even more questions and hypotheses for future work to address. In future episodes, we will learn more about both well-known organisms and some recently discovered ones through their genomes. See you next time.